Oh, yeah. Whatever day this is. Let's go neighborhood. Sometimes you just gotta book some fantasy to plan out some wrestling. What you want it to be. This is By the Book. Come take a look. By the Book. Well, technically, you'll hear it. DC's just a fan laying out his plan. By the Book. To get you in the spirit. This is By the Book. So, hey, neighborhood, if you're feeling low, DC will save you with this podcast show. This is By the Book. By the book. Shooby doo wop, wada. Yeah. Welcome, boys and girls, ladies. And Jelly Spoon's children of all ages, I bid thee welcome to episode 63 of the Corona Cup, a.k.a. the Tournament of Nerdiness. And I should say this is episode 63, take two. Ah, allow me to tell you a story. A couple days ago, I sat down. It was a Thursday night. Uh, had recorded another hilarious episode of DDT Wrestling the evening before and decided to sit down and record. And I did sit down and record for about 55 minutes. Uh, And I'd like to point out that I got through, I think, one round in 55 minutes. Uh, And if you've been following along, you know that episodes 63 and 64 need to be the final two episodes of this show. Uh, We're trying to wrap it up with an even 64, which is a perfect bracket number. So having gone 55 minutes and only making it through a couple uh, or around, if not maybe a little more, I don't even remember. Um, I paused, deciding I would pick it up later that night. Uh, That led into the next day. And we had noticed, and by we, I mean Doc Manson, at Doc Manson, um, he had noticed an issue with my recordings. Things were starting to skip. And I have been noticing for a few weeks now that it feels as if uh, the recording, my laptop, for some reason, is not able to record right now. Uh, It says it's recording at the 310 mark, but it looks like it's only at 308. So there seems to be some sort of issue with recording. Uh, Whatever reason, I don't know if it's a, a RAM, I don't know computers. Uh, But for some reason, there seems to be a problem recording. Now, I've spent the last couple of days doing research. I've spent the last things I don't need in case it was, I don't think it was a memory issue, but this is a cheap and old laptop. Um, I am not great at virus upkeep and thing. You know, I'm sure there are all manner of issues with it, Uh, but we've made it this far. I didn't want to pause and buy a new laptop. I might, but I didn't want to wait on this. Could go if you're trying to get a sense of where I am in time. Um, 
And then I had also listened to part of it back because I realized one of the reasons it was taking so long was I was trying. It took a very long time to read three or four names for 64 wrestlers. Um, so all in all, and this is why I don't listen to these episodes back because I am so self-conscious and paranoid and anxious. Use all of those words. Uh, I would never release anything if I listened to it back. So I'm going to do the best I can. Uh, if there's been skips in the last few episodes, I apologize. Um, I give you credit for the fact that nobody's said anything. So obviously, if there are skips, they're not super meaningful ones. Um, but I'm going to press on because we've done 62 of these episodes. Uh, I'd like to get them done. But the, so the weird thing about this one will be I already know the results. Now, this is the round of 64. So actually... 10, 20 episodes ago, I did this round because I was dumb. Um, and I know I wanted to go back and redo it. And I've actually made some new decisions and changed my opinion on certain things. Um, so now I'm going to walk you through that, but I've already done so. So I'm good. You know, <clears throat> I don't want to reek of artifice. So I am going to do the best I can to kind of talk you through my motivations. But I also might try to breeze through this round because, as I said, I want to get through uh, two episodes uh, and get all of these rounds down. And that means I need to take these 64 names and rank them, which means I need to get through a whole bunch of different brackets and tournaments and things. Uh, so I thank you for joining me. I apologize. Not that you had any way of knowing. You're not going to hear the episode. I deleted it, the old one. Uh, just a few minutes ago, but I apologize if this episode seems artificial. Uh, with that, I have to turn around and get the brackets, so hold on. My goodness, there's a lot of paper. At one point, I'm going to have to go through and actually uh, factor in. Oh, that was what was wrong. That was why I paused. So, again, full disclosure, we're, we're nothing here at the DDT Wrestling Empire, if not transparent. I have this page, which is the 64 teams or the 64 wrestlers. Um, so this page I've already done. And then I transpose that onto this page, which is a 32-bracket consolation tournament. Uh, and then I realized my problem, because I don't necessarily think things through. Uh, my problem is that... Um, in these tournaments, whoever loses in round two on the main bracket, the tournament proper, should go down to the constellations and be booked into those tournaments. But the problem is this bracket right here doesn't have that. It's just 32. This is supposed to be a main tournament proper on its own. So I had to rewrite it, which means I had to print more brackets. And so I had done so. I paused going, all right, I'll print more brackets, and then I'll be able to resume. I had a little theme song that I was then going to pick up when I started recording again, and then that didn't happen. So I now have three pages. One is the tournament proper, and these two pages here are the um, consolation rounds, and they do allow for names to get dropped in. Now, again... It should work because I printed two of them. So it should be fine. Two, four, six, eight, eight. Yeah, all right. I'm pretty sure I'm good. Uh, although it wouldn't be by the book if I didn't screw this up somehow. All right. 
So like I said, 20 episodes or so ago, I, I did this already. Um, and then I was talking myself through, you know, how this looks and how this feels and what my thought process was and why I was picking one person over the other. And I still might do that to some extent. Um, but I'm going to try to get through this relatively quickly because A, you've heard me talk about this before. B, I just talked about it a few days ago and I'm terrified of sounding artificial. Uh, and C, we have a lot to do. So let us not waste any more time. We're eight or so minutes in. I've now minimized audacity because I don't want to constantly look at the gap worrying what's going to be skipped. At the same time, I am now terrified that there's going to be some sort of problem and it'll stop recording and I won't notice for 10 minutes. So I, I'm, I'm feeling all, I'm, I'm in a glass case of emotion here. I'm feeling all sorts of ways about this, but I do want to press on. So uh, I have the 64 names. Uh, they had made it through the rounds. Brandon Banks took them and ranked them and he was evil about it, which as was his right. Uh, so we begin with Ric Flair versus Mantar in the Battle of 64. Uh, earlier, I voted for Ric Flair. I voted for Ric Flair again. Um, as much as I like Mantar and as much as um, his character appealed to young DC when he showed up, uh, watching again as an adult, obviously the character has all sorts of flaws and was only there for a short time. Ric Flair's career is long and storied, and while I, he was never my kind of wrestler, and I mean, like I wasn't watching during the 80s, so he wasn't my champion. Um, Bret Hart beat him. That was exciting for me. The 92 Royal Rumble, I submit, still the greatest Royal Rumble ever. Uh, perhaps I'll have to go back and revisit that at some point. But, um, yeah, him elbow dropping his clothes, dancing around the asylum. I voted for the Nature Boy. I don't think anyone blames me for that. Next up, Ultimo Dragon versus Shane McMahon. I like the best in the world character of Shane McMahon. I wish he had actually lasted a little bit longer. He was a lot of fun. But the Ultimo Dragon is one of my favorite cruiserweights of all time. He's amazing. He advances. Uh, AJ Styles versus Yano. Uh, I talked probably now, this is the third time I'll talk about the fact that I'm not... AJ Styles is great and is phenomenal. I don't deny that, but he's never been my guy. Uh, in TNA, I was cheering for Samoa Joe and Christopher Daniels. I never cheered for AJ Styles. Uh, in the WWE, his, his debut, amazing. Since then, he's been great, but I don't know that I've ever been really cheering for him to win. So it's not that I don't appreciate him. I do. It's just... For whatever reason, he doesn't connect with me. Uh, Yano, on the other hand, despite the fact that we speak two different languages, I feel like we are brothers in arms, and he does connect with me on a very deep, wrestle-silly level. I love everything about Yano. Um, and so he wins. He won months ago. He won again two couple days ago. He won again today, because I might change my mind on some of these. There's a couple of uh, decisions that I made that were different than the ones I made before, and I might change my mind again. I reserve that right. But Yano, definitely going to win. Uh, next up, the great Muda versus Adam Cole. What a matchup that would be. I love Muda. 
watching back the WCW NWA pay-per-views back in 2014-2015. It was wonderful to see him. I've enjoyed him all the way through potentially unwanted app found. Okay. Uh, Let me make sure we're still recording and we're good. Um, Mood is great. The, the face paint, the mist, the uh, head adornment he wore to the ring, that mask, um, the power drive elbow, the moonsault, the muda lock, the dragon screw, all great. But I've said a bunch of times that Adam Cole perhaps is the greatest natural pro wrestler I've ever seen. It just seems to be flawless, which is fun when you watch him play Uno and you realize there is a, another guy there. But in Ring of Honor, I felt this way, and I've felt this way all the way through. He is just perfection. I had to vote for Adam Cole. I felt bad for Muda. And one of the reasons why I wanted to redo the consolation brackets is at first I was like, okay, so the winners of round one will be the top 32 names, and the losers of round one will be the bottom 32 names, which there is some logic to that, except... A guy like Muda should probably be in my top 32, and perhaps will, depending on the matchups. So I had to go a different way. Uh, Hollywood Hogan versus The Genius. This is the flaw with this tournament, is a guy like The Genius, who is great, don't get me wrong, uh, shouldn't be in the top 64. Uh, I believe I noted earlier, and I'm sorry, you haven't heard part one, so I really need to stop referencing it. I should just pretend like it never happened. But uh, Raven is at 126, and I like Raven more than the Genius. So the Genius obviously should be in, you know, probably somewhere around 250, 300 even. Uh, But has made it to the top 64, and I predict will be number 64 when this is all said and done. Uh, But yeah, Hollywood Hogan obviously defeats him. I'm not a Hulk Hogan guy, but I appreciate Hollywood Hogan. Um, I think there is a theme in a lot of these names, and it is the the changing of the character. I personally absolutely love when you've been character A for years and then you suddenly become character B. And if that really works, it's great. I'm going to stop doing the Italian kiss of deliciousness. Delightfulness, deliciousness. I tried to say both. Keep it together, boy. Keep it together, boy. Keep it together, boy. Hollywood wins. Uh, Jushin Liger versus Taz. Jushin Liger is great. Another all-time cruiserweight. Um, Don't like him as much as Ultimo Dragon, obviously. Uh, I've appreciated when I see him, but I haven't watched a ton of Liger. I'm really interested in when he changes his character and becomes the face-painted evil guy. I should find that on New Japan World. Um, But Taz is tailor-made for me. If I'm not Wrestle Silly, I'm Taz. That's that's kind of it. When I create a wrestler on a wrestling video game, it's me if I were Taz. Submissions, suplexes, uh, no nonsense strikes. You know, ugh, awesome. I almost did the kissy thing again. I had to stop myself. So Taz wins. Vince McMahon versus Rusev. Rusev. Up until now, uh, all of the matches that I have done go exactly with what I did 20 episodes ago. However, I want to stop and think about whether or not I like Vince McMahon, the wrestler, 
or Vince McMahon, the personality slash authority figure slash all-around entertainer. Because this is supposed to be figuring out who my favorite wrestler is or something of that ilk. So Bobby Heenan's not in this, um, despite the fact that he did wrestle. Paul Heyman's not in this. Um, so I did change my mind because at first, 20 episodes ago, I went with Vince. Uh, but I talked myself into going with Rusev a couple of days ago because Vince McMahon, the wrestler, isn't super exciting for me. Vince McMahon, the authority figure, Vince McMahon, the facial expressions, Vince McMahon, the guy in the bed with the bedpan, that's who I love, but he wasn't a wrestler. Like, he kind of was, but as opposed to Rusev, who, similar to Taz, is very much my kind of wrestler. Now, this is Rusev. Miro is not in this tournament, um, and I'm trying to ignore... The fact that Rusev left, whether or not it was willing or whatever, and is now Miro, whatever this character is. So I'm going to stick to my guns about Rusev. Um, I don't feel 100% confident, but obviously I feel good enough that I did it a few days ago and I'll stick with it. Uh, yeah, I think Rusev makes more sense here than than Vince McMahon. If this was all-time entertainers and we had Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan and you know, all of those guys, obviously Vince would make it much, much further. But as a wrestler, I'm not so sure. Uh, that leads us to the British Bulldog versus Haku. I like the British Bulldog. I'm not sure how he made it this far. Again, I think it's just the way the brackets went. They were totally random. So Davy Boy Smith just happened to be in a group with a bunch of guys who I liked less. Um, you know, maybe he should be in the top 200, maybe 150, but I don't even know about that. Like, I'm not actively seeking out Davy Boy Smith matches, with the exception of him versus Brett. And maybe some of his stuff in WCW. He has a match with Regal that's quite good. So I do like him, but he's wrestling Haku. Come on. Come on. Obviously, Haku's going to win, even though, to be fair... I think I probably like Ming more than Haku because of the fact that I just watched more of him um, and he got to be more of a crazy character uh, as Ming. But either way, if I have to pick who I like more, Bulldog or Haku, we're going with Haku. All right, we're one-fourth done and it's taking far less time, so I feel good about my decision to scrap the initial episode and go again. Uh, next up, Shawn Michaels versus the Repo Man. Again, obvious this is a 1 versus 16 according to Brandon's rankings, and there were no uh, major upsets uh, in this tournament. I like the Repo Man. It's hilarious. I love that he was a demolition smash and then became the Repo Man. That was one of the first times I saw that. I didn't know him as Crusher Khrushchev or whatever else he did before becoming Demolition Smash. So when I realized that somebody from Demolition now had tire treads on him and was Repo Man, I thought that was amazing. Uh, but Shawn Michaels is fantastic. 
and had a, you know, at some point we'll talk about the road that got them here when we're down a little narrower in the tournament, but he beat a whole bunch of really top names to get this far. Um, so yeah, you got to go with Shawn Michaels. This one was tough. Daniel Bryan versus Kevin Owens. Um, two wrestlers I like tremendously. Two talents I like tremendously. Uh, you go through the list. Who is the better wrestler? I think you have to say Brian, although Kevin Owens is not a bad pro wrestler, but from a technical standpoint, which is one of my buttons, you got to go with Brian. Um, who is the better talker? I say Owens, but Daniel Bryan can cut a very good promo. Who has had more success? Daniel Bryan. Not that that is a real big factor for me, but it's worth mentioning. Um, I also appreciate when you can play both face and heel. Daniel Bryan does that very, very well. So does Kevin Owens, I think. Uh, some people might say they really dislike Kevin Owens as a babyface because they really like that prize fighter. I disagree because when, and I think this is one of the selling points to me, is that Kevin Owens, when he's a babyface, is silly. One of my buttons. And also, Kevin Owens looks more like me than Daniel Bryan. So I'm going with Kevin Owens. That's been this way all the whole time. I like Kevin Owens better. But again, Daniel Bryan should not be in the bottom 32 of this, most likely. Barry Windham versus Chavo Guerrero. I said in my first recording uh, that while I love Jeremy and he is essentially the co-host of this show, uh, both in terms of how many times he's appeared on it as well as just in spirit, um, I'm not a Barry Windham guy, and I can't take Jeremy's input too, too much to heart here now that we're in the top 64 this really has to be uh more of a me thing and i like chavo guerrero i don't love chavo guerrero uh but i do appreciate him quite a bit and so he's getting the edge over barry window ravishing rick rude versus dude love i originally 20 episodes ago went with dude love and i've had a change of heart and here it is dude love great character love the whole three faces of Foley to the point that all three faces of Foley are in the top 64. That's staggering. I don't know that there's another wrestler like Lord Steven Regal and William Regal aren't in the top 64. Um, Bull Dempsey and Bull Fit are not in the top 64. Stone Cold and Stunning Steve, not in the top 64. Foley made it three times. Is that possibly because of brackets? Yes. Is it possibly because this is all in my wheelhouse of when I was watching as a kid? Undoubtedly. But Dude Love is a great character, totally different from Mankind or Cactus Jack. A lot to like about him. But I've gone with Ravishing Rick Rude for two reasons. Number one, Dude Love wasn't around a lot. It was a quick thing. He was there. He was good. Uh... And then he was bad. He did do the face and heel part with that. Um, but it was short. And number two, the baby face thing was funny, but it, like he had the moment where he became dude love in the match. It was a cage match, Hunter. SummerSlam? 96 or 7? Um, and he's got the heart tattoo, which got sweated off mostly, and he dives off the cage like he's snooker. Great moment. But Rick Rude is an all-time great character. And while I'm not sure I can tell you 
if Rick Rude was ever a babyface, at least ravishing Rick Rude. Anytime I see him now, I'm just loving every second of it. Uh, so I'm giving the win to Ravishing Rick. I think he's great. Uh, the Crow Sting versus Papa Shango. Tricky. This one is tricky. Um, Jeremy and I just the other day were talking about Surfer Sting versus Crow Sting again. And the genius move by WCW to not have the Crow Sting talk for a year. That was genius. Papa Shango, great character. I was terrified of him as a kid. Really scared me. Really appreciate it now. But again, it's not that he wasn't around for a short time. It was just that he didn't do a whole lot. The Crow Sting, say what you will about Starcade 97 and how that gimmick ended. That character, all time. I'm going with the Crow. Dr. Death versus Gold Dust. I said that, you know, when I make myself as a wrestler... I'm like Taz. I'm actually a combination of Taz and Dr. Death Steve Williams. The power moves, the Oklahoma slam. I love Dr. Death. But Goldust is, I really do think, perhaps a top 10 character of all time. And the evolution of Goldust from the flamboyant heel to, I try to forget the artist formerly known as Goldust, though there's something to be said for that, to all of his, the fact that he became Benjamin Button and got in better shape and became a better wrestler the older he got. And his stuff with Booker T and his stuff with his brother Cody and all of that stuff was great. So I'm big on Gold Dust. He has to win over Dr. Death. Uh, speaking of character rejuvenation, um, the American badass Undertaker, Big Evil, is going to wipe the floor with Shelton Benjamin. And I like Shelton Benjamin a lot. But ABA Taker is one of my favorite examples of a wrestler who was A, 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 and then suddenly changes to B, and it works beautifully. We'll see another one in the next round, in the next set of brackets. Taker wins. Then we've got Bruiser Brody versus Samoa Joe again. There's some Jeremy influence here. Barry Windham wouldn't have made it to 64 without Jeremy. Bruiser Brody wouldn't have made it to 64 without Jeremy. Samoa Joe is going to get the win. I'm a big Samoa Joe guy. Um, huge fan. Sad that it seems as if his in-ring career is over, but he seems content with that. And now that he's moved to an announcer role, that's awesome. Maybe he comes back. Maybe he doesn't. I'm really excited to get to the Samoa Joe era of TNA. I'm going to have a lot of fun with that. So Samoa Joe wins. But he has to face ABA Taker. That's going to be rough. Not lying. It's going to be rough. All right, we're halfway home, and we're doing this much faster than in the previous thing. But these episodes are going to be long uh, because, again, I've only done one round. <laughs> and so we've got a lot to do to get this into two episodes. Um, Stone Cold versus Bull Dempsey. I love Bull Dempsey. Such a classic throwback character that I thought really worked. Um, but it's Stone Cold. He's got to win. Dean Malenko versus Chris Candido. Two months ago, I went with Dean Malenko. And I'm so I'm sad to admit it, but at the same time, I'm not. I've changed my mind. I really have. Uh, Dean Malenko, amazing technical wrestler, amazing cruiserweight, some fantastic matches with Guerrero and Mysterio and Jericho, all of that. 
but now I'm, he's in the radical phase, and I'm I'm just starting to get through that. It's like the I've seen the first month of it, and he's not doing a whole lot, and it's disappointing. Whereas Chris Candido is a real complete package of a pro wrestler. All the things I like. He's got the look. He looks like a wrestler. He's got the moves. He's got the combination of aerial skills, mat skills, brawling. He's got all of that. Hilarious talker. Wonderful facial expressions. Can be serious. Can be silly. He makes you want to watch. So I'm giving the win to Chris Candido. But it's tough. Very tough. Owen Hart's going to beat Fit Finley. I like Fit Finley. It's interesting because I prefer the Belfast Bruiser version. I like the long hair and the mustache. Um, but that's not who made it to the round of 64. And I do like Finley quite a lot. But it's Owen Hart. I mean, come on. Owen Hart's amazing. So he wins. Roddy Piper versus Big E. Two months ago, I went with Big E. And now I'm still going to go with Big E. Roddy Piper, the I, similar to Vince McMahon, actually. The wrestling piece isn't why I care about Roddy Piper. His My favorite Roddy Piper match is the Hollywood Backlot Brawl. Um, it's the Coconut. It's the Piper's Pit. It's all of that stuff. Which, again, more than Vince McMahon was him as a wrestler, but still. Uh, in a wrestling tournament, I'm giving the win to Biggie. So he advances. Uh, Harley Race versus Chad Gable. I like Harley Race. I think I would have been a big Harley Race fan if I were 10 years older. But I'm not. So he should be lucky he made it this far. Uh, I'm giving it to Chad Gable. I really like him. I still have high hopes for him. Even if it's in the cruiserweight. Like, put him in the cruiserweight division. Kushida, Santos Escobar, uh... Drake Maverick, for goodness sake, Jake Atlas, um, all of those guys, Swerve Scott, I mean, he could have amazing matches. Eventually, Jordan Devlin, when we can finally cross the sea again, there's some great cruiserweight matchups. They have the potential for a very good cruiserweight division if they just tried. Anyways, I digress. Uh, this perhaps, we're getting to two matches here, which are just, Brandon Banks being the meanest of the mean. Uh, the first one is my guy, my boy, the Lordship, Stephen Regal versus Lance Storm, whom I also very much like. But it's Lord Stephen Regal. He was going to beat almost anyone in this first round. He would have beat almost anyone. And he's going to beat Lance Storm. Interestingly enough, this might be... Unless Ric Flair and Mantar had a team I wasn't aware of, this might be uh, the first time that tag champions are battling each other. I'm just kind of scrolling over. Unless Brian Danielson and Kevin Steen had a tag title run I'm not aware of. Yeah, I think it might be. Uh, but yeah, because Regal and Storm were the Un-Americans. So I'm excited to get to that era. Uh, and then Angle versus Cesaro. I mean, that's just that's just mean. That's just not nice. Banks. Brendan, uh, I love Cesaro, all-time great wrestler. I truly believe that, but he's got he's missing things. Um, he's much more charismatic verbally playing Uno than he is as a wrestler, and I don't think that's lack of opportunities because they gave him opportunities and he didn't 
do great with it. I think there's a reason he is a tag team specialist. Tag teams, Paul Heyman says this all the time just in general, but in tag teams especially, a good tag team, and we should talk about this more because that's where we're heading after this. We're going into a tag team tournament. That's season two of By the Book, the Corona Cup. Um, Tag teams need to highlight the strengths of the wrestlers and hide the weaknesses. So Cesaro in a tag team, tag teams don't need to cut as many promos. There's ways of getting over without, like, it works. It highlights his in-ring skills and takes away from the fact that he's not the world's greatest promo. Uh, Kurt Angle is a great talker and a great wrestler and is a great babyface and is a great heel and had to win. Uh, And then we have King Booker versus Flying Brian. I told you. Another one of my favorite character changes is from Booker T to King Booker. It's just beautiful. Um, And he's going to beat Flying Brian. I like Flying Brian. But again, that I think is a little bit of a uh, lucky break in the bracket. A lucky bracket break, if you will. All right, we've got eight more matches. And then we're done with this round and can dive right into the next round because the brackets are ready. Randy Savage versus Waylon Mercy. I love Waylon Mercy, but again, short character, didn't last long, didn't do much. Uh, Macho Man, awesome. He wins. Uh, Roman Reigns versus JBL. JBL is a wrestling god, and again, went from bring, being an acolyte, Justin Hawk Bradshaw, APA Bradshaw, to now this shorter hair, lighter hair finance guy. Love that character change. But you want to talk character changes in 2020. I did not see the tribal chief coming. So the fact that he's doing such an amazing job with that, I'm giving the win to Roman Reigns. I am. I'm giving the win to Roman Reigns. Uh, Jerry Lawler's going to beat Billy Kidman. I like Billy Kidman, another great cruiserweight. Um, Did well with some gimmicks that weren't meant to do well like from he was being part of raven's flock the fact that he is probably the most successful member of raven's flock and i include raven in that is saying something um but jerry lawler all-time great heel obviously a great baby face he could have been the mayor of memphis at one point lawler wins uh mr perfect's going to beat the big boss man mr perfect another all-time great character big boss man love him I wouldn't call that an all-time great character. The Rock versus Gangrel. Little mean on Brandon's part, but I understand. I'm just lucky any of the vampires made it this far. Gangrel, great entrance music, great look, great entrance. And and I do think a very capable quality wrestler, but that gimmick was he was never going to be a champion. You can't have a vampire He would have been great in Lucha Underground. Oh, my goodness. Could you imagine if you could take prime Gangrel and throw him in Lucha Underground? Could have been champion there. But it wasn't going to work in the WWF, even in the Attitude Era. And The Rock's The Rock. I mean, again, The Rock should beat most people. And he beats Gangrel. Uh, Mankind versus The Big Show. I mean, is this the 2020 tournament of nerdiness? Or is this... You know, late 99, early 2000 WWF. Am I right, people? I told that joke a few days ago and liked it enough that I did it again. And I don't feel bad about it. Um, I like Big Show. I'm not sure how he made it this far, but I like Big Show. 
but mankind wins, of course. Uh, we have two faces of Foley in back-to-back -back matches, although they're not going to face each other because mankind's going to face the Rock. We're having a Rock and Sock connection battle. Uh, but it's Cactus versus Hakushi. Uh, Hakushi was great. If I had an MVP vote for 1995, I may have gone with Hakushi. And, and I wouldn't have been that crazy to do so. Uh, but Cactus Jack is awesome. I like WCW Cactus Jack more than WWF Cactus Jack, but I don't think there's anything wrong with that. So Cactus wins. The final matchup in the first round, Jake Roberts versus Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy is very good. Not a huge fan. Again, if I were to redo this tournament, I'd hope to rank things a little differently. Uh, Jake Roberts, awesome. Character work, gimmick-wise, all of that, promo-wise, just phenomenal. Babyface heel, did both very well, so I'm giving the win to Jake Roberts. All right. Maybe I went a little fast on that, but considering we're 37 minutes in or so, uh, it probably had to be done. So, where do we go from here? Well, I'm not going anywhere. This episode's not over, gang. Uh, I now have the consolation round. That's where we need to start. Uh, we need to do the first round of that. And then we probably need to even keep going because we should rank some of the bottom tier. So we're going to be talking a lot about people who lose matchups in this. But let's get into it. And now, finally, we're doing some matchups that I haven't already done. So you're going to hear live, actual, right-off-the-bat reactions because I don't know what the matchups were. I wrote them down, but I wasn't really paying attention. The first one, Mantar versus Shane McMahon. Again, as much as I like Mantar, and that gimmick is just amazing, like that image of him eating a handful of salad is one of the great wrestling images of all time. But um, Shane McMahon saying he's the best in the world, and I'm really just talking about that. All of the, the crazy dives and the stuff falling off of cells and all of that is wonderful. For someone who is the son of a billionaire and probably you know, a decent businessman on his own. To do all of that stuff is funny, but I'm speaking specifically about this best-in-the-world character for someone who is probably approaching 50, for late 40s, early 50s, uh, and not a wrestler, to suddenly have a gimmick that he's the best in the world was pretty damn funny. So I got to go with Shane. Sorry, Mantar. But I got to go with Shane. Um, so I should flip this over. And put Mantar on the back. Uh, AJ Styles versus the Great Muda. I've seen many more AJ Styles matches, which is probably, if I'm being honest with myself, why I like him less. Because I've seen so much of him. Muda, I haven't seen a lot of. I haven't watched a lot of his Japan stuff. Um, you know, I've seen him when he's been in the United States and there's a mystique to Muda that I still really like. Who do I like more? It, it's Muda. There's no denying it. Um, should he be AJ? He, I guess he should. Cause again, I'm trying to think of, you know, AJ Styles has had some great, his debut at the rumble. Beautiful. Even if the camera work wasn't great. Um, but I'm trying to think of other great in-ring moments. Like, I think there's 
he's in like the Koji clutch from Daniels, and I think he passes out, but that's more of a Daniels thing. Um, there's him on the like doing some X Ultimate X stuff, and there's him losing the Boneyard match, but I don't have a lot of great Styles moments. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna give the win to Muda. I'm just not a Styles guy. If I really had to do this, would Styles have made it to the uh, the top 64 if I was doing this honestly? I, I don't know. Uh, the Genius versus Liger. I got to go with Liger. Like I said, the Genius is great. Uh, as, as someone who fancies himself a poet, I appreciate that he is perhaps the greatest wrestling poet besides either maybe Mick Foley or perhaps Sandow uh, but Sandow's like the modern comparable to the genius so I'll give it to Liger uh, and then Vince McMahon versus the Bulldog well at this point I gotta go with Vince again in in some of these cases it's really just why why are these people here so at this point I have to stop and wonder do I you know, when we go into the second round, do the people who lose the next Constellation matchup, do they drop down? Or are the people who, is this like a double loser's bracket? And I guess that's what I did, if I'm being honest. In the first tournament, I made a separate double loser's bracket. So that's what we'll do. So Mantar, Styles, the Genius, and Bulldog will join other people who lose their second match. And that that will be the bottom tier. And I do feel comfortable with that. All right. Glad we had that talk. Uh, Repo Man versus Daniel Bryan. There's no question that's Daniel Bryan. I like the Repo Man, but come on now. Uh, Barry Windham versus Dude Love. I got to go with the dude. Barry Windham, phenomenal wrestler, taking nothing away from Barry Windham as a phenomenal wrestler. But, you know, again, not my Barry Windham is the stalker. If I'm honest, that was the first time I really saw him. So that's where we're at with that. Oh, now this is mean. Papa Shango versus Dr. Death. This is the first time that I'm like, oh, maybe I shouldn't. But I, I'll keep with the double losers bracket. Um, <clears throat> Shango or Dr. Death? Character-wise, obviously, it's Shango. I'm not sure what Dr. Death's character was. He wasn't a doctor. I, I think there was a time that he possibly had like a weird doctorish kind of thing, but but wrestling-wise, I mean, it's obviously Dr. Death. So I'm going with Dr. Death. Yeah, I'm going with Dr. Death. All right. So that's Papa Shango in the loser's bracket. And then Shelton Benjamin versus Bruiser Brody again. I'm sorry, Jeremy. But while I think I would like Bruiser Brody's character, uh, the guys that I'm not super familiar with are going to have a hard time making it in this tournament. All right, so this page is done. Let's turn to the next page. And actually, I can probably condense it all onto one page for the double losers bracket. Uh, Bull Dempsey versus Dean Malenko. Well, then I got to go with Dean. I like Bull Dempsey, but not as much. Again, Stone Cold and Dean Malenko, that's a rough. Those are two PWI 500 number one wrestlers. I think in consecutive years, 96 and 97. So, rough 
rough bracket for Bull Dempsey. Finley versus Piper. I was starting to write Finley, but now I'm not sure. Um, I like Finley better as a wrestler, but Piper did have some great moments. Finley verbally, not a lot there. I, I'll go with Piper. I'll go with Piper. Bull Dempsey versus Fit Finley is a match I really want to watch. Uh, Harley Race versus Lance Storm. Again, that's got to be Lance Storm for me. And Cesaro versus Flying Brian. Come on. That's got to be Cesaro, obviously. Cesaro's got a big chance of making it far in this just because of the being in the loser's bracket. Uh, Waylon Mercy versus JBL. Come on, that's JBL all day long. Kidman versus Bossman. I like Kidman, but I did like the big Bossman again, partially because why hasn't Kevin Owens ever done Halloween dressed as the big Bossman? That'd be fun. Uh, Gangrel versus Big Show. That's Gangrel. Easy. Easy. And then Hakushi versus Jeff Hardy. Again, that's Hakushi. This is where a lot of the wrestlers who really shouldn't have made it this far, they're, they're, they're falling apart. All right. Hey, another round done. And I'm still 10 minutes faster than I was the first time. So this is really working out well. All right. Uh, we're going to stick with the double losers bracket because I want to get that done so I can focus on... Uh, everything else so uh this is the double losers bracket these are the bottom two for 16 this will be 64 through 49 48 no 49 hey i'm starting to get it uh mantar versus styles i've probably watched maybe seven mantar matches in my life I've probably watched 70 AJ Styles matches, if not more, in my life. The Mantar gimmick is great. The the face paint, the head thing, the fact that he's just wearing brown. Uh, but I think I, I got to be. I can't. I can't give this to uh, Mantar as much as I would love to. AJ Styles is great. And Mantar is nowhere near great. So Mantar is now in the triple loser bracket, but he'll still be in the top 64. And really, that's what matters. Uh, the Genius versus the Bulldog. That's tough. I think I got to go with the Bulldog because, again, the Genius was a manager more than a wrestler. But I love that character. Although he's going to have to wrestle Mantar now. So who knows? Uh, Repo Man versus Wyndham. At this point, I will give that to Wyndham. I can't, I can't uh, ever speak to Jeremy again if I let Repo Man beat Barry Wyndham. Uh, Papa Shango versus Bruiser Brody. I do think I would have liked Bruiser Brody a lot, and the stuff I have seen with him is good. And the Berserker is really just a Bruiser Brody knockoff with a Viking hat on. But I gotta go with Papa Shango. I got, I got to, I got to. Uh, Bull Dempsey versus Finley. I'm going with Dempsey. 
Uh, Harley Race versus Flying Brian. I'll give that to Harley Race. How about that? Trying to compromise. Uh, Waylon Mercy versus the Boss Man. That's got to be the Boss Man. Mercy's character was just around not enough. I think that's the issue. And then I'll give the big show the win over Jeff Hardy only because I want to revisit the great feud that the boss man had with the big show. And I want the big show to ride that casket just one more time. All right. We head into the triple losers. We're going to keep dealing with the losers brackets until we, we find out who the losiest loser of them all is. Mantar versus the genius. Mantar. Repo Man versus Bruiser Brody. Bruiser Brody. Finley versus Flying Brian. That'll be a great match. What a clash of styles. Um, Finley versus Flying Brian. I'm going to go with Pillman, actually. I like Finley a lot, but Flying Brian, I remember his promos. I don't remember a Finley promo to save my life. And then Waylon Mercy versus Jeff Hardy. I'm going with Waylon Mercy. But again, that's just me. All right. Quadruple losers bracket. Uh, Genius versus Repo Man. Got to go with the Repo Man. Finley and Jeff Hardy, another great matchup. Uh, I'm going with Finley. So in the battle for number 64, Jeff Hardy is going to beat... Um, the genius as i predicted the genius is number 64 i gotta break out an index card so i can start recording these down 64 is genius 63 is jeff hardy too high for both of them uh finley versus the repo man we'll go with finley so that means 62 is repo and 61 is finley i'm satisfied with that all right, so now for the next four. Mantar over Bruiser Brody. That would be fun. I'll give that to Bruiser Brody. Uh, Pillman will beat Waylon Mercy. So in a battle of two characters I love a lot, but we're just not there enough. I am giving Waylon Mercy the advantage because obviously he is influenced. he influenced Bray Wyatt's character in the early days. I'm not sure Mantar influenced anybody. Maybe Vader. I do think, I think I said this on the episode that I deleted. Uh, I think Mantar was WWF's way of trying to do Vader, but in a cartoon, more cartoony way. Um, I do think that. Uh, so, number 60 will be Mantar. Number 59 will be Waylon Mercy. So, Mercy, Mantar, Mercy. And then in the battle for 57th place, I really liked Pillman. And I consider Hollywood Blonde's Brian Pillman to be uh, Flying Brian as well, which is my favorite version. Hollywood Blonde's great team. Can't wait to talk about them in the tag tournament. So, Bruiser Brody's going to come in at 58. And 57 is uh, Flying Brian. All right, we have eight names recorded. Let's figure out the next eight. We're doing great. Uh, I will give Styles the win over the Bulldog. And I will give Barry Windham 
the win over Papa Shango. Bull Dempsey versus Harley Race. I'm sorry, Jeremy. I know you're gonna you're gonna hate me in the morning, but no. Yes, yeah. Bull Dempsey's gonna win. And then the Boss Man versus the Big Show. I prefer the Boss Man. I cheered for him in that feud, even though it was the Big Show's father that passed away. Shows what a heartless guy I can be. Uh, all right. So battle for the bottom four of this: Bulldog versus Shango. Shango. Harley Race versus the Big Show. I'll give it to Harley Race. So who do I like more, Big Show or the Bulldog? It's the Bulldog. So 56 is the Big Show. 55 is the Bulldog. And then Papa Shango versus Harley Race. I will give that one to Harley Race. Trying to offer some bits of olive branches to my good friend Jeremy, who I knew I, I, I know I said I couldn't really factor him in, but in this bottom, these bottom brackets, I'm okay with it. Once we get up to the top, really still can't do that. But all right, we're down to the final four. Uh, AJ Styles versus Wyndham. Truthfully, even without um, Jeremy's influence, I'd give that to Wyndham. I did like him a lot when I saw him. I just haven't seen him a ton. And then Bull Dempsey over the boss man. I got to go with Dempsey. So your runner-ups for this group of 16. Styles and the boss man. I'm going with the boss man. So AJ Styles comes in at 52. Boss man comes in at 51. I feel good about that. And I got to, I got to go with Goon Magoof. Uh, Bull Dempsey is going to be number 49, so Barry Windham will be the 50th. And that's pretty darn good. When you think about how, if the Jeremy rule had never been in effect, who knows where these wrestlers would have wound up. To have Bruiser Brody at 58, uh, Harley Race at 53, and Barry Windham at 50, that's pretty amazing. I think you should be proud. Well, all right. My goodness, we ranked... Um, 16. We did 16. All right, we're a fourth of the way done with the final round of 64. I feel very good about that. Do I want to stop here? No. I honestly don't. Let's do another round of the main tournament, which will then fill in the next round of the consolations and we'll stop there and we will do the final episode will take us through the rest of this and i think i actually feel good about that so we'll have only ranked 16 in this episode but i think we'll be in a very good place to rank the next group uh yeah let's go with that and again if the last episode's even longer than the penultimate episode that's fine. We return to the tournament proper, mis amigos, mon amis, mes amis. Uh, Ric Flair versus the Ultimo Dragon. I also have to remember that I want to go, the losers, go to the bottom of the page, and we'll work our way up. All right, Ric Flair versus the Ultimo Dragon. I do have far more memories of flair 
than the Ultimo Dragon. So I will give Ric Flair the win. Ultimo is dropping down to take on Shelton Benjamin in the Constellations, which would be an amazing matchup. I have no idea who would win that. I'm going to have to think about that. And then Yano versus Adam Cole. God. That's really hard. I th- Yano's so funny. And a decent wrestler. Like, a decent actual amateur like and pro wrestler. But I think Adam Cole is just so effortlessly good. I think I gotta go with Adam Cole. As much as I love Yano. Yano is going to go take on Dr. Death. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. That's 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 a matchup right there. Yano's going to wind up taping him to the guardrail, and Steve Williams is going to take the entire guardrail under the ring. Uh, Ric Flair versus Adam Cole. That's a good Sweet 16 matchup we got set up here. Uh, Hollywood Hogan versus Taz. That is tough. I don't like Hulk Hogan. But Hollywood Hogan was a great change. Like, it just, it completely changed the character. And I should rephrase. I don't like Terry Bollea. Terry Bollea just, across the board, seems like a despicable person. I didn't like Hulk Hogan because he stole the title from Brad at WrestleMania 9. We all know that. I did like Hollywood Hogan in the sense that it was such a different character and he obviously was having so much fun being a heel after a decade or more of having to be the babyface. Taz was very good. His WWF run so far fairly unimpressive, but I guess that was kind of inevitable. Um, Similar to the Radicals. I just think, you know, they were able to sign people and then we're happy to do very little with them. But his ECW work is great. And again, I think I got to give it to Taz. Because am I going to watch a Hollywood Hogan match? Absolutely not. Unless, you know, very, very likely I'm not. Am I going to watch a Taz match? Probably. So I guess that's it. Uh, Hollywood Hogan versus Dude Love. (laughs) That'll be fun. All right. This is shaping up nicely. Uh, And then we have Rusev versus Haku. Oh, oh, could I please get an Iron Man match with Rusev versus Haku? Oh, that'd be fun. Um, And yeah, Haku wins. I don't even think we need to talk all that much about it. Haku is great. Rusev versus Daniel Bryan again. Great matchup. Uh, Taz versus Haku. Great matchup. Um, Next, Shawn Michaels versus Kevin Owens. Ooh. Um was a Shawn Michaels fan. Didn't care for DX. Didn't enjoy DX at all. Even as a sophomore, sophomore humor didn't work for me. Didn't care for South Park very much. Didn't like DX. Um and maybe it's recency bias, but I'm feeling very strongly that I want to go for Kevin Owens, and so I'm going to. Uh, so, yeah, Kevin Owens is going to beat Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels will go wrestle Vince McMahon. I'm loving how these are shaping up. Uh, Chavo versus Rick Rude. I'm, I mean, I like Chavo, but come on. Rick Rude's going to win that easily. 
Chavo will wrestle Jushin Liger, which would be fun. Uh, Sting versus Gold Dust. Crow Sting versus Gold Dust. Yeah, I, I, I said Gold Dust is one of probably the top 10 characters of all time, and I stick by that, so he has to win. Crow Sting versus the Great Muda. I mean, come on! This is working out almost like, you know, we planned it. And we didn't. It's just random. But it's working out so well. So happy. Please be recording. Let's look. Huzzah. I am. We're just passing the hour mark. All right. Like I said, these episodes will be longer. Uh, Kevin Owens versus Rick Rude, by the way, which would be fun. And then uh, the American Badass versus Samoa Joe. I'm sorry, Joe. You just ran. And I, I think the American Badass Undertaker is a great character. Top 10 all time? Don't know. But I'd probably have to think about that. Samoa Joe versus Shane McMahon. That'd be fun. All right. And Goldust versus the American Badass. That's going to be a tough one for me to have to determine. Not going to lie. Uh, Stone Cold versus Candido. It's got to be Stone Cold. I mean, doesn't it? Doesn't it have to be Stone Cold? How could it be anyone else? As much as I love Candido, and I do, is Candido the guy to beat Stone Cold? He can't be. Candido will wrestle Hakushi. Oh, man, skipping Hakushi. It's 95 all over again. Uh, Owen versus Big E. I mean, it's got to be Owen. Setting up Stone Cold versus Owen. That I'm going to really have to think about. Uh, no love lost to Big E. Big E's going to go wrestle Gangrel, which will be a tough one for me to determine as well. I'm really going to have to think about this in this next episode. Might be two hours. Um, Chad Gable versus Lord Steven Regal. What are we talking about here? Gable will wrestle the big boss man, which would... Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. I screwed this up. I knew I was going to. We knew it was going to happen. Big Boss Man is currently rated 51st, but he was never supposed to be there. It's supposed to be Kidman. Oh. Oh. That changes everything. So hold on. I'm sorry. We got to go back because I messed up. It's not an episode of By the Book unless I mess up. Um, Big Boss Man beat uh, Billy Kidman. And so Billy Kidman was supposed to drop into the constellations. All right? You with me? Let's keep going. Um, Kidman would then wrestle Waylon Mercy. Do I just... So do I just, would Kidman have beat Waylon Mercy? I don't think he would have. So I think Mercy would have gone here, and Kidman would have taken Mercy's place against Jeff Hardy. All right. Would Kidman have beaten Jeff Hardy? Yes. Kidman would have beaten Jeff Hardy. Would Kidman then have beaten Brian Pillman? No. Um, no, he wouldn't have beaten Brian Pillman. So Kidman would then have taken Mercy's spot wrestling Mantar, 
Would Kidman but have beaten Mantar? No. He would not have. So that means that Kidman is 60th and Mantar moves up one spot to 59th. Right? Yeah. Kidman loses here, goes there, beats him, loses there, beats. Okay. So he's fixed that. Kidman now has his place. Mantar moves up a spot. So now, Waylon Mercy had advanced beating Kidman. Waylon Mercy then takes on the big show. Would Waylon Mercy have won? Yes. Waylon Mercy, in my world, beats the big show. Does Waylon Mercy then beat Bull Dempsey? No. So now, so Waylon Mercy is actually in the spot that... Big Bossman was. And then it's Waylon Mercy versus AJ Styles. Does Waylon Mercy beat AJ Styles? No. So that means Waylon Mercy is actually in the 52 spot that was held by AJ Styles. And AJ Styles moves up to 51. All right. We have fixed the problem in the timeline. Kidman was supposed to be down here. Kidman now is 60th. Mantar moves up a spot. Waylon Mercy moves up one, two, three, four, five, six spots, seven spots, and AJ Styles moves up one spot. Okay. Crisis averted. Um, we can now return to where we were before. Slightly embarrassed, but at the same time, I find it hilarious that I screwed this up again. Remember that time, like, way back in the early episodes when I screwed up the brackets? Ugh. Ugh. It's hard running in the 1,000-person tournament, okay? It's hard. Uh, Regal defeated Gable, and so Gable now will wrestle the big boss man. That's where we were at. That's when I found the fault in the timeline, which we then fixed. Moving on. Kurt Angle versus King Booker. Oh, it's got to be Angle. I mean, I love King Booker, but it's got to be Angle. King Booker wrestles JBL. That's funny. All right. Randy Savage versus Roman Reigns. You know, I don't remember when the Macho Man became the Macho King because that was a separate... Was that after the Mega Powers? Yeah. Okay. So the Macho Man is the one who wrestles Steamboat. And I liked actually late era Macho Man. I love that match against Crush. So, yeah, I got to give it to Savage, but... Roman Reigns, awesome job. He's taking on Cesaro. Uh, Jerry Lawler versus Mr. Perfect. That is not a question to me. Mr. Perfect wins all day. Lawler will take on Lance Storm. Uh, the Rock versus Mankind. We have the Battle of the Rock and Sock connection. This isn't Rocky Maivia. This is The Rock. I like The Rock. But watching back, I'm not in love with this version of The Rock again. I'm in. I'm heading into Mania 2000. Uh, he's good, but he's not great. He's he's kind of a three-trick pony, so to speak. Um, when he starts doing the singing songs to soothe his soul, I do like that better. I'm going to give it to Mankind. I do think I like Mankind better than The Rock. 
The Rock will wrestle Roddy Piper, battle of all-time promo people. And then Cactus Jack versus Jake Roberts. Oh, those matches would be great. Um, I have to resist the influence, but I don't know that I can. I got to give it to Cactus Jack. Because now we get a battle of the Foley's. Randy Savage versus Mr. Perfect. Regal versus Angle. And Mankind versus Cactus Jack. How great is that? So Jake Roberts wrestles Dean Malenko. Uh, so it's going to, we're going to leave this episode off with a battle of the Foley's. Like we've set that up to happen uh, in the next episode. Our final episode of season one of the Tournament of Nerdiness. We have gone, let's see, we did one, two, a whole bunch of others. Yeah, I'm feeling good. So what do we have left to do? We need to do round two of the Constellations. Um, and then those names will then, because let's see, we're two, four, <laughs> we have 32 in the Constellations. We're going to probably figure out the next eight, maybe 16, based on who loses there. And then we'll have to do round three. And we're down to the Sweet 16 in the tournament proper. So while we still have a ways to go, I feel like we're in good sh shape to do this one more time, friends. Once more into the breach, we shall go. The penultimate chapter is closed. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Thank you for joining me. We'll see you the final time for this tournament that we go by the book.